2: I I do think that Keanu Reeves, like I give that guy shit, right? Like I give him shit for being a being an actress actor actress an actor that I don't particularly think I like. But then when I sit and think about his films, I go, there's a couple that I like. So real quick before we start, I want to hear one good movie by Keanu Reeves. Tell me your favorite Keanu Reeves movie.
3: Well, I mean, I want to respond to that. I've never thought he was bad. Oh, no? Um and I, I he ebbs and flows with time mm-hmm. as you all Let's do all wonderful things. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Um, right now we're in the middle of a song.:
2: We are, oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: feel...
2: What do you think you're on? Slash Film What are you doing?
3: Is that? Was, is, I thought I.
2: They like to. They like to take the last name of anyone and just do, they, do a, a sound at the end of it. Do they, it.
3: they baby? <laughs> baby.
2: <laughs> um, I.
3: Uh, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go deep. Like I could. There's like four things that immediately come to mind, uh-huh. and it's a tie for me. Uh, Man of Tai Chi which he directed also.
2: Oh, I wanted to see
1: that.
3: So good. It's on Netflix. Was it? Okay. Mark, <laughs> what's yours? You know, I
0: mean, I, I, you can't get any better than John Wick, mainly because he knows his limitations, and he does the movies that, like, are within these limitations. And, like, the window, as long as you do that, like, you, you never go into that, that place where it's like, oh, I saw that movie Knock Knock, and he has to kind of do Ooh. a lot of kind of emotional stuff. Ooh. Did you see that?
1: I did. Eli I, Roth. It was, I it was really it. bad. It's really
0: bad. It was really bad. And there's a at, towards the end of the movie, he's buried up to his neck, and he kind of uh, in the dirt. These two girls have kindly kind of trapped him, and uh, they uh, they're like making fun of him, and they've really driven him crazy through the whole movie. And like he screams at him and he's like crying and he's like really emotional and everything. And it's it's just really, really bad. It's just it just goes to a place where he's not able to go um, as a like that's not within his acting range. And uh, but with John Wick, he doesn't there's minimal dialogue when it is. It's like, you know, one or two. Syllable sentences, or just a yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, and that's all you need. And you know he's a he's a physical actor, and um, and it's really good. Uh, That's that's why I I mean I like that, but I also really like uh, River's Edge like oh, God. way back in the day. Yeah. Remember that?
3: remember that? Well, like I've I've absorbed every I do remember that. I've absorbed everything you said, but I'm going to electively erase the part where you say he can't act because I don't want to believe that future. I don't <laughs> okay. want to believe that reality.
2: So, I would say first of all, I would say Matrix, but I don't want to say that cuz it's obvious. I would say yeah. John Wick, but I don't want to say that cuz you said it. I'm going to go yeah. with Constantine. I liked it. I am I, I like that movie. Now it's not Constantine. It's Whoa. not the character Constantine, but as a film about a, de- uh, a detective uh, who does stuff, I like it. Except, yeah, for, the, I, except I for the gun that looks I like the cross. I, yeah. I mean, always... I
3: think the Holy Shotgun is kind of cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus it's got uh, Tilda his, Swinton.
3: Yeah, Tilda Swinton. Um, I think, yeah, I think his his Holy Shotgun is awesome and yeah. so are the... Um, it's, the it's also the, got uh, Rachel blessed... Weiss. Oh, yeah. Brrr. The Blessed Brass um, Knuckles and yeah, stuff. That's right. Oh, that's, that's right. That was, was a fun movie. And I, you know what? When I saw it, I had never read uh, an issue of Constantine Hellblazer. or Hellblazer. So I, fresh no eyes, idea. I was like, this is great. <laughs> Thank you for joining All us right. on
2: this episode of Spoiler Alert.
3: I mean, we could probably hit. Fill I'm up a your host, Johnny Destructo. With, with me
2: this week is Noel. Hello.
3: I'm Noel. Hi, Noel. Hey.
2: And uh, Mark underscore L underscore Miller, welcome back, buddy. It's been it's been a while since we the th- we three have been together in. It's one... been four underscores
3: <laughs> years ago. We three, we <laughs> brave three. Yeah. We
2: have yeah. an email. E- yeah. Melios. melio. melio
1: Melios. Mel, mel, See, that's mel, our little for Rob, mel. who's
2: not here with us. Mm. He's not dead. Don't yeah. oh, be sad. He's fine. <laughs> 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 I realized the way I said that made him sound like he's dead. But that was always his little stinger. All right. This is from Pink Apocalypse. Hey, guys, I decided to listen to the last gutter talk after listening to the last spoiler alert. I'm about ready to suspend your horror fan card, JD. Firstly, you can go wash your mouth out with soap for essentially shit talking Toby Hooper saying that a chainsaw is the only good thing he's ever done. Yes, his career took a sharp nosedive into low-budget fare and TV episodes, but he gave us Invaders from Mars and Life Force. Life Force, JD! The arguably quintessential batshit crazy Love Letter to Hammer films, with a wonderful stew of multiple genres working together at once, and I know I'm one of only 12 people around the globe that loved the Invaders from Mars remake. Uh, Nurse Ratchet's you're late for school. David Gardner weirdly scared the crap out of me as a kid, even as I was watching things like Hellraiser. It's a great little bad film. I'd be curious to know why his career dived the way it did. Was it personal failure? Was it a failure to work with the Hollywood system? I don't have time anymore to rabbit hole things like that, but I wonder. Secondly, well, he's
0: got he's got life force and and uh, also spontaneous combustion,
3: poltergeist.
2: Uh, he did did Two. He he
3: oh. technically did Poltergeist.
2: Well, that, that yeah, that's true. I kind of I keep was, forgetting
3: that he was credited, but as it was the actually director. Spielberg. Yeah.
0: Um, I think it was second unit directed by Spielberg. He kind of like put his it. put his mojo into yeah. it. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, secondly, the original Pet Cemetery is one of my all-time favorite bleak horror movies. The recurring theme in reviews for the new one is that it's a complete retread that isn't really necessary since the old one exists. I'm very open-minded with remakes, and now we'll go see it. Go see the old one. I sent this to All Spoiler right. Alert because I'm assuming you guys have given up on the Cannibal Horror cast and emails that were sent to it. Pink. So, um, I didn't give up on it. We just can't seem to get together to do it.
1: Yeah. Um, I
2: love doing that show. Uh and especially since we lost half of our uh co co-hosts. It's yeah. kind of it's difficult. Um didn't, Well and then
0: it well yeah, and then we have our black tar heroin addiction that is really true. tough to kick.
3: I'm it's I'm actually still on prescribed opioids. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm really excited. Uh,
2: I guess we should uh, yeah, have we, led we'll, with that since that's the number one reason we don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> we so will
0: welcome you with open arms yeah. into this. Uh no but um did Pet you cemetery. see Pet Sematary?
2: Yeah, I did. I did not. The remake. I did, yeah.
0: I did. I've seen the original. I didn't see the remake yet.
2: I haven't seen the original. I, I saw the remake.
0: You've never I've seen, seen both. The JD, you should really see the original. It's uh, it's a really really good one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I felt I felt like the original um really hit the emotional notes in the first half and kind of stumbled in the second half. Uh-huh. And this one um seemed to lack patience with the emotional stuff in the first half. Mm. And then, um, I really like the way this one ended and the more kind of attention to the, uh, Wendigo when to go stuff in the, uh, um, in the woods there. Yeah. Um, they, they I think, I, I think you could really take both movies and, uh, kind of switch it out. And I think it would work. Mm. Um, but I, I think that the, the death in the first movie of the, uh, child without, Without spoiling anything, but everyone knows the kid dies in one of them. Um, the, of the the death of the child in the first one is so much better than um, what happens in the second one. Um, oh no, kidding. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just it's really emotional, and um, the way they did it, the way uh, Mary Heron, uh did it, I believe it was Mary Herron. Yes. Um, and she, uh, um, it, you'll just you just have to see it. Um, but it, it's it's really heartbreaking, and uh, it, it really I think it's I think. I think they chose to switch the kids for the first to the second because they, uh, they knew they couldn't top that scene in yeah. the, in the first. Um, but I don't know. That's just my opinion. I really like the ending though, with the cat on the, on the, um, hood of the car. It was really mm. dark. I yeah. uh, that was really good.
2: I had just actually, so it was Mary Lambert.
0: Yeah. Oh, Mary Lambert. That's no, right. Harry. Yeah. Sorry. Um,
2: but I just finished reading the novel which I liked a lot. It was very bleak, very dark. And um, I actually really liked this version of it. I think it was really, uh, the ending was great, I thought. I love the ending.
0: How um, close is it to the ending in the book? Because I haven't read the book. It's different. It's different? Okay. They're, they're both
2: bleak to... in different ways. Okay. But yeah. But yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I think the part of the problem I have is that actor, and this is might be mean of me to say, but that actor's face does Clark? not evoke... Um, what? Jason Clark, The main character, the dad. Jason Clark. Yeah. yeah, his face does not evoke sympathy from me. He looks like a supervillain.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his face is kind of scrunched up like a like a puckered buckle. I, I love him. He um he was great in <laughs> which Planet of the Apes was it? The second one? Battle for the Planet of the oh, Apes. Oh, was
0: he in that? I don't that know. Was, uh, he was in the No, he was in the third one. He was in no, the, the second
3: last. one. He was in the second one.
2: So, well, thank they- you. Thank you yeah. so much for writing oh, to us, Pink Apocalypse. Wait, hang on. I We wanna, should talk about comics.
3: I know, but I want to tell her I minutes. also love Invaders from Mars. It's a fantastic movie, and everyone should revisit it.
0: I've never
2: seen it.
3: It's fantastic.
0: You know, what, you Force... know what my
2: theory is about Invaders from Mars? No.
0: Life Force is good because the lead actress is hot.
2: Is that the one where she's, she's just naked the whole time? The whole time. Yeah, That movie's terrible. That's I've never seen it. Movie. That movie is absolutely terrible. Oh,
0: it's Vampires <laughs> from Space. It's I great. I hated it.
2: Sp-
3: naked
0: I Space Vampires. I could not vampires.
2: wait for it to be over. I mean, I like naked ladies, but... But Even you, I have my limits. Like space vampires. So, but what's m- a- my
0: invaders from Mars theory is that the whole movie is about uh, catching your parents have sex.
2: Okay.
3: Oh, shit. I would watch that again. I would actually watch that again uh, underneath that prism of, of your watch perception. I would watch it. Watch
0: oh, it again with that theory. It's about the loss of
3: innocence. He-
2: <laughs> I'm going to watch it. <laughs>
3: It's about the loss of innocence. It's actually it's up there with Tolstoy. It's up there with like it's it's one of the most important um pieces of art of our time. So, All right. So, measures.
2: amazing Spider-Man number fucking what number is this? 20. Number 20, dog. Uh, he's
0: only he's been around for like 60 years, but it's funny that he's only up to issue 20. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah,
2: it's very slow. Was it out. Legacy eight twenty one? Yeah, it's actually Legacy issue number eight hundred and twenty one. Amazing Spider Man. I love that they're still doing this. By the way, the Legacy the LG-Y. number. L G Y. By Nick Spencer and Humberto Ramos, this uh, Hunted series is only four parts, but it feels much longer because it's much longer because they keep adding in point hu issues. So we have a couple. Up, but there's of only them. four of them. But I'm saying this is not part four. Yeah. This is part eight.
3: No, no, no. It's more than. It's more than four.
2: I know that's One, what I said. two,
3: three, four. Five. No, it's a six-issue arc with four. Yeah. HUs. You said okay. it was only four issues. It's I longer. Said
2: we're at four. Oh, I thought you meant to the total. listener! Like this total is four. four. It's four like right no. Now. Oh. Jesus Christ.
3: I I will do my best. God damn it, I will no. I will do better at active listening. Thank you. <laughs> As I put my <laughs> your chin to my to chin and look at you longingly while you talk.
2: So. I don't know, man. This is good. I like it a lot. <laughs> You're throwing me off my shit. This is good. I like it. Um, and we got a couple of twists here that I did not see coming, which actually made me like it better. Because in the beginning of the story, we've got a epilogue. We got a prologue mm-hmm. of Craven coming in contact with some hunters in the bush, the mm-hmm. brush. And he's real mad at them for hunting. He's like he calls them like weekend warrior type hunters. They're not real hunters. Uh, they're you know they're basically those dipshits who like go to a place. They've got a guide. They trank yeah, an animal, big game hunters, and then they big shoot them hunters, so they yeah. can take a picture and look like an asshole. Those those dick bags. So he is just as um, upset with them as normal people would be. And uh, I thought, well, that's weird. Why is he? Setting up this entire game just to let those dick bags do their hunting even easier, right? Yeah, they they don't even have to be in the in the arena with their hunted.
3: Yeah, well, uh, t- well, to recap real quick too, so um, uh, Craven and his lackeys have captured every single um villain or hero that has an animal totem yes. or or any kind of animal relation.
2: Taskmaster and Black Ant were the two lackeys. Yep,
3: now. they um they captured all of them and put them in uh what was it or
2: time not central time. park central park thank you
3: and completely domed it off and it's now this large hunting ground where all of these game hunters who safely think that they're controlling drones to kill and capture these you know these villains so like the you know big game it's the, mm-hmm. the greatest the, it's the most dangerous game it's yeah. it's fun man uh this one uh, the whole time you're thinking that's this really makes complete sense with craven mm-hmm. Uh, why he's doing this? Maybe it's just for money, but that's still, that still was never his motivation. But now this issue reveals that there's there's more to it. This is actually like a larger plot where he's going to be able to kind of get revenge against everything that bothers him or that's against his way of life, as well as maybe just maybe I'm thinking get the spider to kill him. Mm-hmm. So he wants to die. This is like a again a craven that kind of doesn't want to live anymore.
2: Oh, absolutely. And he's he's got some sort of curse on him that the only way he can die again having been having killed himself in the Craven's last hunt back in the 90s mm-hmm. or 80s, I don't remember. I think it, it was 80s. Um <laughs> is to have Spider-Man kill him. Spider-Man's the only one who can release him from this curse. Yes.
3: So him. so it it as this is all all these pieces are coming together, it seems as though he's created this perfect scenario where he would get what he wants but then also anger Spider-Man or or incentivize Spider-Man enough to maybe take his life. Yeah. Which is compelling. Like yeah. I didn't I, I could like six months ago before this giant crossover it seems to even started, I couldn't tell you that I gave two shits about Craven to be honest. Mm-hmm. Other than that one series thirty years ago. Good it was story, great and it was this it was but Craven's last Every time. time that they have rehashed his his vicious, his his visage, his branding, his kids, all that stuff. It was just nostalgia boredom. Yeah. I didn't care. What about and then good. there
0: were none? And then there were none. Which one was uh, that? Uh, it wasn't he in, and then there were I none. Wasn't he the hunter in that, and in the uh, comic yeah, book, or I'm sorry, in the, have
2: in the cartoon? Of the sto- oh, the cartoon. I Spider-Man
0: I even... and his amazing friends. I thought Craven oh, had gathered all of his, all of like they gathered like Namor and Iceman and Firestar, and uh, there were a couple other heroes in there, all and the then friends? everybody. Yeah, and then they were all trapped at a place, and it was like, and then there were none, and they didn't know who was killing who. And I thought it was Craven that was killing them off, but I could be totally wrong. I've never could be the, I've could never have seen been this. the chameleon. I don't
3: know. Never mind. I just, I'll just shut. Up.
0: <laughs> no, Mark,
2: don't you shut up! Tell I, us what you thought I'm, of. Uh, I'm are you hugging enjoying?
3: you right now, like ghost hugging you. Are you
2: enjoying? So um, are you enjoying this story, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Sorry,
0: shut the door. Um, I do. I like it so far. I think it's uh, there's some textures here. There's some things that uh, Nick Spencer is holding back in the story that I I like it that it's not like a just a simple one. Mm-hmm. Just this that this isn't the only thing that's going on. Um, I like it in this issue that things kind of uh, unfold a little bit more and we realize that the the hunters are all cybernetically controlled and that uh, or I'm sorry they're cybernetically bonded to their tech so. They have to fight, and if something happens to their robots, then they, uh, um, then that uh, means that they will die as well. So um, the stakes are kind of have risen in if this. If you die
2: issue. in the matrix, you die in the real world. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Um, and uh, I think it's yeah, it's just a matter of time before um, these villains, who are much more uh, capable, or they're much more practiced in the art of death um, to. To actually, once they once they get wind of that, I think it's going to be a little bit uh, Brutal. more uh, less of them running away and more of them kind of fighting back. So, yeah. so that'll be interesting. Um, again, Spidey's caught in the middle of all of this. Uh, he's there with Black Ant. It's nice to see Black Ant kind of uh, once again kind of uh, teetering on the fence between good and bad. Yeah, like he's been remind doing me. For a while. So this Here
3: is this is Eric O'Grady the irredeemable irredeemable ant man everyone remembers he's not a real person right what this is an android this is like this is a life model decoy of eric o'grady no yeah so like remenders, remenders remenders look it up Rick Remender's Secret Invasion run did a whole thing on artificial intelligence and LMDs and and the high evolutionary. It was a whole thing where Ogr- Eric O'Grady was a member of the Secret Avengers. He straight up gets murdered and replaced with an LMD, and the LMD takes over his, um,
1: life? his life. Whole life,
3: yeah, like life model decoys do. Was this when and
0: was this when Warren Ellis was writing him? This was in, after uh, Ro- in, Warren
3: Ellis in Thunderbolts, right?
0: Because he was in Thunderbolts. No, he was he, one of, no, he wasn't. Or, was, or the Dark Avengers, or whatever he was in. No, he wasn't. He
3: was, he wasn't. I don't. No, I, I really don't think so. So, more, I think you're. I think you're getting the Warren Ellis from the Secret Invasion, though, or Secret Inva- <laughs> Secret Avengers, because it was yeah. Brew Baker and then Warren Ellis and then Rick Remender took over, and wrote oh, it for okay. like fifteen, sixteen issues. But the whole, his whole like super arc was this artificial intelligence takeover, and this version of the Black Ant is not the real eric o'grady he died a long time ago
2: i totally thank you for that i totally did not remember that at all I That, didn't was, know that was a
3: really good series but like, I'm,
2: I'm looking at marvel.fandom.com and, and uh yeah
3: i forget who the artist was but it's somebody now that's just ridiculous like it it wasn't opinion it might have been scalera i don't know Matteo scalera
2: not sure um, but, oh thank you for that nice okay that's an interesting but episode. i
0: I have always liked the character of vermin. I think that he is, uh, he's yeah. kind of an underused, underused character. He's, he's sort of reminds me a little bit like Croc. Uh, just, you know, just the kind of, he's on his own in the, in the, the sewers. Yeah. And unless he stumbles upon you, um, he's not going to be coming out and like attacking anybody or anything, you know, unless he's like on the edge, you're on the edge of a sewer mm-hmm. and like, he can grab you, and pull you in like it. Um, He's not like one of those heroes that comes out in the open and you don't see him very much like on any like super teams or any, you know, no. that I mean, sort of thing. He's also
2: definitely not a hero. He's definitely a cannibal. No, no. He eat you. Yeah, he's like a monster. In the, oh, okay. In you sewers. said hero. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. Oh, I did I say hero? I didn't mean that. I meant character. <laughs> um, it, yeah, he's just someone that is, he's fine being all by himself down there in the, yeah. in the sewers, but um, he just keeps getting abducted by these villains to be used as a pawn to fight. Spider-Man, which is kind of fun
2: yeah it's kind of like i would say like um solomon grundy
0: yeah Just yeah wants to be somebody left that's alone
2: or yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, but when he shows I'm glad they don't overuse him because he's a character that I wouldn't want to see too much of. But it's true. enough when he when he shows up, mostly for nostalgia's sake, I think, because of all the old stories that I remember reading of him back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like that he re- reappears here. And Noel had made an interesting point about cloning in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: so I didn't remember. I, I honestly didn't. I never remember about Vermin until he shows up every once in a blue moon. But so uh, the the issue that preceded this was the number nineteen dot hu, like yeah. the the in between issues that they're doing with different artists. And it, in that issue, Vermin was introduced and captured along with the lizard. Yeah, um, yeah. this takes place twenty minutes after <laughs> that issue, yeah. and they've cloned like. 30 of vermin. Yeah. So is, is cloning now in the Marvel universe, just like easy bake ovens, yeah, just he like, just, boop. like maybe how, like how they dehydrated it. or rehydrated a pizza in back to the future Two? It's just like, put it in and boop, you, yeah, have yeah, maybe, you
0: have five, maybe, maybe because he's more savage. He's more like a rat, you know, rats reproduce very quickly.
1: Oh, I
3: maybe. mean, not as quickly as five minutes. <laughs> I remember one time I got a, 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 mouse, uh,
0: for, you know, when you, ha- you build, I built a maze, And I did it for like a science fair thing and I got a mouse and oh, we got two rats and we made, tried to make sure that they were um, both male or both female, but maybe something happened in the cage because it was not a week after we looked in there and there were like 12 rats in there. Oh my
2: God. Did you get them wet after midnight?
3: I I feel like, (laughs) I feel like maybe they were misgendered. And it I wasn't think it
0: magic. Worked. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was I'm just, I'm just I'm Not ruling anything out. Yeah. Um, but
3: <laughs> I'm just saying rats reproduce quickly. I'm just I'm, saying rats are magic. Yeah. Yes.
2: There um Ragic. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us on that conversation about that book. And go join back us. And join read Secret, Secret Avengers. Go. Join us now for Avengers No Road Home number ten by Al Ewing Mark Wade, Jim Zub with art by Sean Isaacsy. Isaacsy? I will always mess that up. Uh, We, here at the show, have enjoyed most of these. I think number nine is the only one we kind of agreed was like, well, that was fucking weird. Yeah. Um, All the rest of the issues I really, really liked. And then I opened up issue 10 and went, wait, what? What's going on? And then I had to go back to issue nine and go, where did we leave off? Mm -hmm. How did we? And it didn't really give me any clues. Uh, So, spoiler alert, this is a very meta issue very very it starts off with literally pencil drawings um and uh then grayscale then full color yeah and it's all about comic books and the and stories and the house of ideas and marvel itself and blah blah blah
3: yeah um
2: what a weird turn
3: so so i think this i think this ties directly into into uh mark you weren't on that episode but we talked about issue number nine feeling almost disjointed so like eight happened and then they blacked out the stars and then nine almost skipped a step and all of a sudden you've got like this um version of euphoria the planet that's talking to them asking them for wishes and you're like wait i feel like did i miss something so like so i suspect that this was really like an 11 or 12 issue story that they you know very tightly needed to do in 10 yeah. so it skips. It definitely some feels
0: like there are there um they're kind of rushing um into it and it, it feels like they're sacrificing some character in order to uh just get to the, the with yeah.
2: there's a couple of point. epilogues well, here that are like oh we're just wrapping up that character in a couple panels because we would, ran out of time a little
3: bit and now if if the goal so uh, spoiler for how this diatribe is going to go i enjoyed this issue me too I especially enjoyed it because I feel like Vision was getting a little bit of a short shrift, especially his 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 whole thing throughout the whole issue or the whole series is that he's slowly dying. And he thinks that it's to be human to actually be dying because he never was in that position before. So this whole issue kind of wraps that up in him understanding that um, the he's not, you know, he's not the sum of, of parts so much as the sum of all his experiences and emotions. And in this at the end of the last issue, Nick's the badass lady God thing goes to get the last piece of her soul, which is inside of this nexus point in the universe or the multiverse, you know, and it just happens to be in long Island, I guess, but they're inside this house, just vision and her or inside this house where anything could happen. And he finally realizes that his database of multiple information when it comes and, and memories of all the Avengers, he can use that as a weapon and, Essentially, defeat her telling stories because the stories that he manifests in this magical place become real. So it was, it was this weird meta contextual wrap up instead of a fist fight. And part of me really, really liked that, but I will admit that it almost comes out of nowhere with the tone of the rest of the series. So like it's imbalanced, but I dug it.
0: It feels like this house thing should be in the DC universe and not the Marvel universe. It definitely Um, feels like the
3: house of mystery. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I I mean, I just feel like for a bunch of characters and for this, the whole tone of this story to have, uh, to all of a sudden turned into this sort of metaphysical, uh, metatextual sort of thing. Um, at the end, I think that is a little bit of a misstep. The thing that I remember the most of this are the little character moments, the Hulk and the Hulk and Hawkeye, the, uh, you know the the little bits with uh, Monica Rambeau, the mm-hmm. the, the Conan and, and Scarlet Witch stuff, and and that feels like it, and that feels like a, 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 kind of a jip by the end of this because it ends up like they go in there, and I would rather have it be other versions of characters that we've seen through the years of these of the all of these other characters of like you know vision of scarlet witch uh you you know all the the cast that we were working with all the different hulks the the you know the different ways rocket raccoon have looked have has looked you know all that instead of just like a a cross-section of just random heroes through the years and through the through the decades of of marvel comics you know what i mean
3: i i uh, like i i when the when he first so when the vision first starts pulling from his data banks of all these heroes to kind of like combat her essentially fighting her with ideas he starts with recent more like more recent heroes and personas yeah. and then he go like as he progresses. He goes further back, almost like a, an origin in reverse. So then, like by the third or fourth page, you get the '90s X-Men, and then you start to get like the teen heroes from from the '80s, '70s, and '80s, like Cannonball and fucking Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you it's back- classic Avengers. And it's, uh, it was. I don't know. I I dug it. Like I get what you're saying, but I. At first I was just like, well, it's, it's a little weird. Like if you're pulling from the greatest of the great, why would you, you know, as much as I really like her, why would you immediately go to Riri Williams? But in context of everything, and then you eventually end up on, you know, Nazi punching Captain America. I think the point of it was to show like uh, essentially an origin in reverse, like even the, the, the most recent, I I think this is Marvel in at least a, or maybe just Mark Wade in a small way. Responding to the idea that Marvel is not legacy based, when when it has been for the last decade or two, like you know, DC always kind of gets the credit for being all of their characters being you know mired in legacy, and and Marvel is much more like today, when they've they've actually been doing legacy characters for decades now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that.
0: but do you know what I mean? Where uh, all of these Avengers have had different incarnations of themselves uh, in the past, like Hawkeye, Vision, Photon, uh, uh, Hercules, Scarlet Witch. Uh, it's just in the Hulk. Um, they, I think that would have felt a better way to kind of using the cast that you have. I, I just I, I just don't like all of a sudden just all of these other characters show up to finish the to end the day. It'd be like all of a sudden like the champions bust through the door and after all the work that um all these the hell that these guys have been through over the last couple of issues someone else does the heavy work um at the very end i can see that you know i just you know use the toys that you've been playing with for the last nine issues instead of like going in there um yeah and and at the at because of that it just feels because i see all these other characters with with i mean they have they all have cool personalities, cool like versions, like, you know, and, and I would read a comic with any of the, any of these characters that show up. I just think that you, just by, by going against what you're, you're doing is, I, I think they were trying to end with that big, um, the cover of the original human torch. Yeah. Um, there the end against Nick's, which also I, is there a famous painting that's like that? Is that like Michelangelo or something? Uh, is that kind of kind of referencing that
3: painting? I think it was only referencing the, I think it was the only cover. referencing the human torch, the cover, yeah. the human yeah, torch cover off of the cover. Okay. Yeah. Because and it, 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 they, they, they did it for three or four pages, a progression mm-hmm. of it where he's starting yeah. to be on flames. Actually, I thought in the story, he's like, Oh, he's burning up doing this and he's go- This is how he's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. But no, well, I was wondering
0: if like, this is like, uh, like evolve, if he's evolving into like with new powers and stuff. But, right? um, I guess not. Well, uh, in the end, they're all just—they're he's,
3: he's having... back to normal, right?
0: He's yeah, he's back to normal. But I mean, in the end, has he changed much? Uh, he's not really that different now than he was back then. Right. And I was thinking like he was starting to have actual emotions and feelings again, and that would mean that we would maybe get a Scarlet Witch and uh, Vision kind of reunion. But it just in this story alone, it's like she's with Conan. And it's like, she's, they're saying like, oh, what's she's, going on with Conan? And she's sitting there next to her boyfriend. Uh, um, Dr. Is, isn't she yeah. dating? Yeah, she's dating Dr. Voodoo. And it's like, uh, it, brother, it's like doctor, she's, she's brother, been, doctor. she's been all, I think she, yeah, they changed it to Dr. Voodoo, I believe.
3: Isn't right. it? I thought for, yes. for when he took over the, the Sorcerer Supreme, yeah. I didn't know that they kept it. Also, oh, I think it was he a, he never loses his, I think
2: it was also partly calling a black man brother.
3: Fair. He also, up, brother? He also only, never his Only Luke Cage. So I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: so I, I agree uh, on both sides here. I think uh, it's it certainly came out of left field for me. I did not see it going this direction when we have set up very specific rules and characters that we're dealing with trying to eradicate this threat from the Marvel Universe. Um, but I also think that now that I know how it ends, if I reread it, uh, I will enjoy it more. I um I love this last issue. I, I love all this stuff about the House of Ideas and how it's not about you. It's not about what you want. Because the way I read it was actually a little bit even more meta than that. And it felt like a direct response to all the people online who give creators a hard time because the characters aren't exactly what they want them to be. And they feel like there's this push towards, I don't know new types of characters, new versions of characters, and all that sort of stuff. And there's been this pushback online. And there's very specifically a, a spot here that go, The Vision is talking to Nick's, And you've got Riri Williams, Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, Carol Danvers, uh, Miles Morales, stuff like that. And he's very specifically saying, you can't even imagine uh, a universe that's not directed specifically at you. But there are, there is more than that universe, and it's, it's a little bit. There's more than you can possibly, you know, conceive of because it's a house of ideas, and not every idea is for you. So I read it even more meta than maybe it was intended. So um, I really enjoyed that aspect yeah, of the a book. Little bit. It did feel really out of left field, though, and maybe it is because it yeah. was. And again, we're guessing. We don't know that this mm-hmm. was a twelve issue well, series that was truncated to ten. Just but felt it like very it. Very yeah. much feels like it.
0: Or is it just you? Know, you know, even if it is um, like that, I, I completely disagree, though, about like making it seem like these creators are victims or anything like that. If these creators they they put out stories, and I didn't say you they know, were victims. It, well, you said what did you say? You said something like the the creators are are being attacked by these people online, which. Um, well, I don't know yeah. if they are or not, I, but I mean, I think, you know, once you put something out there, it's no longer yours, you know, it's open for criticism. It's open for like people to kind of look at it and say what they feel about it or anything. You know, I don't think it's gotta be a, a thing where it's like they're personally attacking someone. I think they're saying what they feel about certain stories. Well, I
2: mean, stuff, yeah, but they're but, also sending them death threats and stuff. So uh,
0: it, I, I don't know. I, I don't okay. know. I don't well, get that doesn't into really that.
2: Matter. It's not really part of the conversation, I don't, but I don't,
0: I don't get it. well. That's what you brought into the conversation, but I'm just saying. Uh, I I think that uh, I honestly think that if you're going to go and, and do this, which if it if that is what the, the this thing is turned into by the by the last thing. It uh, once again I think it really does a disservice to the story that happened in the nine issues before that you know because this it was nothing like that that wasn't the point of the original story I mean her story is like Nyx was the one that was kind of tamped down and punished to the point of like she was almost a, a sympathetic character in her once once they gave her origin by the middle yeah. of yeah. the thing and then to all of a sudden kind of like make it out to be like she's this blinding force that just doesn't want to look at change or doesn't want to do this or that. I think that's definitely square pegging this whole thing into like a, a kind of like a, uh, I don't know, a a personal message from the, from the readers to the, to the fans or the not, or the people who aren't, aren't. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, The creators to the fans. Right. From what I was saying. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like that's what, uh, that's what not what this story was all about at the beginning. I think the reason why we liked this so much was because everybody was having it was like an adventure. It was a fun adventure with mm-hmm. these characters that didn't feel like it was like uh, I don't know. It just felt like a cool old school Marvel story yeah. um, that way. Well, so, like,
3: subtext subtext aside, I I very much <laughs> like what happened with Vision in the House of Ideas. Uh, he is a, this character choosing to do that while in this space where he has that ability or that mm-hmm. power is perfectly on point with the character and how he would approach it. The subtext of what happened after that is I think we're, we're all trying to square the circle on, on either more space should have been given to get to this point or yeah it was unearned because, yes. yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So like, agree. Yeah. I, I, I very much loved how this kind of went down because it, it did remind me of a lot of things. And I think wow. I had saw a solicitation of maybe this is a a precursor to, but like a, Mark Wade writing like a history of the Marvel yeah. Universe thing. Yep. The history of Marvel. This yeah. almost kind of teed that up for me of like, are you going to like start like, you know, chronicalizing the, the whole thing in comic book form, which would actually be kind of fun. Mm hmm. So I, it'll be interesting I, I to this. see what
0: he does with with all that. that yeah. I mean, it'll be well, interesting. Well, I mean, I, I don't in a
3: modern lens. Yeah, I, like looking back on stuff um, now, it's interesting.
2: Quick, quick question: Did Mark? Forgive my memory. Did Mark Wade do Marvels, or was that Kurt Busiek? That's Busiek. Okay, never Kurt mind. Busiek. Never mind. But the thing sure. is,
3: Mark
0: Mark Wade is the one that's always at these cons, and he's always doing that. Um, I remember this happening in issue in this issue yeah. on this page. And he knows all of these obscure details and all of this stuff. And I hope that he, I thought, I really hope that he puts that to use and, and, you know, yeah, goes back and yeah. and, and is, do that with the history of the Marvel universe.
3: Is, that it, is, is it a series or is it like, is it a prose book? What is it?
2: No, I think it's a series. Yeah. It, do, it's a series. I liked being
3: reminded of all these different variations of the characters. And I really do think this was completely on brand for the vision. So I, I really liked it. It's just, I think we're, we're, we're hitting this, this well, he space has... where it feels out of place. I think, it, honestly, personally, I just think it didn't have enough room. Yeah.
2: He yeah. does have ties to
0: that original human torch Android. So yeah, it's like, it. it does go all the way back. He is
2: oh,
0: thank you. That.
2: Thank you. you. Know. I did not get that, that he was okay. Thank you. Yeah. I feel better is... about it now. Actually. I was like, it felt a little out of place. Yeah. Um, and I think had we had some seeds of whatever this was going to be happening, like the the version of this, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Climax of the story, mm-hmm. the way it was going to yeah. be meta. There, maybe I'm missing the clues, but I didn't really feel anything leading up to this was actually leading up to this.
0: It kind of feels like they took this story and they didn't know how they really wanted to end it uh-huh. on, on the first issue. Yeah. Um, or maybe they did. Maybe I, maybe I'm not really uh, giving them as much credit as they deserve, but it just from, from the where, from where it started to this, it totally, it shifted in the last two issues. Absolutely. So, um, yes. it, it, it,
3: even though they've been dealing with like gods and monsters and time travel and stuff the whole time, this one, these last two have felt like pure magic mm-hmm. and, like the eight issues before it was tempered with you know normal comic booking yeah Yeah. comic book science but yeah Yeah, a little bit so like maybe maybe it was again I think it just didn't have enough space you know maybe uh, in our in our zeal of not wanting 16 issues of something and 10 sounded great maybe the middle was better and it should have been 12 or 13 or some odd number yeah, see.
1: we've yeah. got the opposite problem I that we
2: did with the the previous series. Yeah, where it, it petered
3: out because it took too long. This one yeah. almost felt truncated because yeah. Yeah. it was quick and dirty.
2: I'm sorry, Mark. What?
0: I really, I really would have liked to have seen some kind of resolution between Conan and the Scarlet Witch. Maybe that's yeah. something that's going to be coming up soon, but it really felt like once they were returned back, they didn't have one second to even talk about like their the time away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also
2: felt the same way about I thought they were touching on a really interesting thing when they were dealing with photon or I'm sorry, prism and how she was this lightning uh, energy being. And that means that she's immortal. And what does that mean for your your mental health and the way yeah. you perceive things and stuff like that? It's like, wow, what a neat thing that we're going to get to see moving forward, hopefully out of this series. And then we have a one page thing where all of a sudden she's like, I burned out my power. Now I'm flesh and blood. Cool. I was like, yeah. oh well, yeah. shit. They they
3: essentially <laughs> retconned it because it was I guess it was too hard to tell those stories. Like
2: I was really looking forward to like maybe a photon or goddamn it Prism miniseries. Yeah. But...
0: yeah, it would be cool to see like this kind of spark some kind of new direction for each of these characters, especially since a lot of them don't have their own title. Um yeah. I know the Hulk and even like the Hulk and Hawkeye, um, they sort of came to a resolution a little bit with like uh, you know, him saying like uh, maybe you are of use um, with your arrows, yeah. But still, at the same time, it still feels like with like the Hulk was missing the last two issues, basically, and he just it just shows up as Bruce Banner
3: there yeah. uh, walking he, down the street. The artificial daylight turned. Right, turn, oh, turn, oh, that turn was a panel. Yeah, it was a real crazy like gross panel. Glooping back into um, Bruce Banner. I, yeah. you know what I? But then in the in the you know Lord of the Rings amount of prologues we have in this issue, one uh, of them is essentially like it's 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 a precursor to the sequel. This must have worked enough where I bet next year they're going to do it again with yeah. this kind of like cast or rotating cast because not only do they seed something for um, Rocket, but they also seed something for Voyager. Yeah. She goes back and her, and her uncle, is all no, weird her uncle, the uncle. challenger, is not there anymore. Yeah. And, and then you know, Conan's going to be in Savage, Savage Land something. Well, the Savage Avengers. Avengers, there you go. Yep.
2: Um, so, yeah, so I, I think they're going like, i'm
0: sorry
3: oh yeah, also, also new new hercules,
2: n- new Her- well new the new gods, right, well, whatever you well, want to call them they're the, um
3: the new pantheon, new pantheon, Space. they're now space, space
2: Greek mythology, sure, so but yeah, like the basically the gods who are the impetus for this entire story is those Greek zeus Greek gods, yeah, were murdered by Nyx. and so uh, and it's you know, if you read the the um, letter at the end here. Part of the thing that they were doing was creating new versions of these Greek pantheon of gods, and so now yeah. we've got like a they, new, all new Zeus who's like yeah. They there's uh, a, a, a real like, Zeus. a cosmic throwaway
3: Zeus, yeah, a throwaway line how gods are never really dead because they become reborn. You just never know where they're going to be reborn or how, and then they peek us at or they give us a peek of yeah. essentially. Zeus in space with blue skin and crazy. So, and maybe this will be something else and then maybe that ties into the new status quo for Herc up in up yeah. in this month. Oh,
2: that's right. I almost forgot. Old Herc with Sp- the gray hair.
3: Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Hercules.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like Hercules. I remember his first prince of power um thing by bob layton um i forget who wrote that but i know bob layton drew it and it was amazing i mean this was back when bob layton was like on top of everything um but uh um he was doing iron man and, and prince of power but it was just so so cool And it's nice to see him in space again um i think that thor has kind of taken a lot of the, the character of thor has kind of taken a lot of wind out of hercules's sails because that's really the way Hercules has always been the, the drunken kind of jovial kind of, you know, guy like that. And uh, especially in the last, uh, in, not to spoil anything, but in the, the Avengers movie, that felt more like Hercules than it did Thor in some instances. I agree, I agree with that.
2: I agree. Yeah. We all agree with that. Um,
3: you agree first. Uh, no, no, you, no agree. you
2: agree. first. No, you. Mark is right. Uh, let's, let's move on to Heroes in Crisis yeah let's eight move on Tom to something King.
3: that's jovial and wonderful and, and happy and, and that kind of f- really, fulfills, us, real, with, fulfills us with it fulfills us with hope yeah. about the future of not only DC but of comic book medium them, as an art form and also
2: one of my favorite heroes Wally West
3: I mean he's if anything he's completely validated and returning right now yeah. right here
2: Right shiny Grrr. beacon of So Heroes in Crisis number eight by Tom King and Mitch Jared's. Uh fuck me.
3: I mean Fuck Tom the, King. Hang on, God hang on. It. The art was beautiful.
2: The art's great. <laughs> Who the cares? Art, yeah, it's beautiful. So uh
3: It's like putting
0: putting putting lipstick s- on a pig. Sprinkles on a turd.
2: Oh. Jimmy's. So uh, basically, um fucking Wally West had a breakdown. And he uh, accidentally murdered everybody with the Speed Force at Sanctuary. And then he spent a couple seconds rearranging the bodies so that it was confusing and they wouldn't be able to figure out what happened, blah, and, blah, blah. And,
3: and, framed, and framed Booster, Booster Gold, Gold and, and Harley at the same time because they were not supposed to be at Sanctuary. Yeah. So they didn't come out with the alarm to get murdered by the Speed Force. Accidentally. To get murdered by the Speed Force. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. accidentally doesn't work in a court of law, by the way, but either way.
2: Well, sure it does. That's manslaughter, I mean, not murder. I
3: mean, it's still. Yeah, it's manslaughtered by the uh, He manslaughters the speed everybody with They were with the all speed manslaughtered force,
2: by the speed force. But,
3: you know, actions after the fact.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he definitely. <laughs> yeah. You, you fucked up, Wally. So. Uh, but he did.
3: But. but uh, So what bugs the fuck out of me is he did all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, all he All of this. To go back and, t- and, and goes back, goes forward in time to put a new body there and all kinds of stuff, and also brings back um, poison ivy out of a flower for some reason. Um, just so he has the chance to confess.
2: So I hear what you're saying with your problem with the story. Allow me to retort. He, Wally West, uses time travel to buy himself time as opposed to using time travel to not do it at all. Yeah. What the, f- yeah. what, 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 what uh, you guys, I, I know, I know Noel was losing steam with this book and sort of yeah. like, I don't know how I feel about it. I forget, Mark, did you, were you in on this? Did you like you it know, or were you I, losing steam too?
0: I was feeling like there were two issues that were pinup issues basically. <laughs> and that it yeah. was, it was just kind of uh, running in place. Uh, just the last couple of issues. No pun intended. Um, just to get, yeah, to get to this point, I guess, to the big reveal, yeah. which it's not. There's no one out there that is like, there's no sleuth out there, like Detective Chimp with a fucking magnifying glass, letting us know what's going on. It's basically Tom King sitting there saying, like, okay, you know, we're wrapping things up next issue, so I'm going to have the main character sit there and tell you what the mystery was and then what happened. Yep. And, go, uh, you know, I'm just going to sit there and do that. Go you back know, and listen
3: to every goddamn time we've talked about this book. And I'm telling you, uh-huh. they show they tell it every single piece of this book has been I'm going to recite to you what happened. That's important, but I'm not going to show you shit. Right. Everything nope. feels like it happens off panel and everything does happen off panel. This, this, It's, it's, it's structurally infuriating.
2: I.
0: This is the worst event that they have released since probably Final the license. Batman. I don't wanna be Bat, no, I don't batman, wanna be the batman Selena Kyle thing. Oh, oh, uh, oh.
3: So I don't wanna be no <laughs> I don't wanna be that hyperbolic because I think that this would have or could have been a good small story in his run or its own little series not so big. Why this is nine issues, I don't understand. The motivation of of the murder. We've we have an issue left. Maybe everything will be amazing, I don't know. But yeah. It's just infuriating. Yeah, I, I don't I dislike anything that's really happening, per se, but yeah. it's all so boring.
2: Yeah. That, I, that's I, part of my problem is not... Well, first of all, my main problem is there's time travel and you didn't undo it. What the fuck is that about? Mm. My second problem is... Um, Reasons? What's that? That... um. I'm not, it's not like I'm one of those guys who's like, oh, you can't do that to one of my favorite characters, blah, blah, blah. You can't change him like that. And, you know, I remember when it happened to Hal Jordan and everyone was all pissy and they had like fucking boycotts and people were joining clubs to like mail letters to Ron Mars who were upset. I don't, I don't care that much. Like, great. They did something with a character that I love that I don't appreciate, but I at least wanted the story to be good. My problem is that, that the story is not good. Um, It's not for me. I don't like it. Uh, I've been the one sort of like being like, no, no, this is good. Like you guys have been saying what you feel about the book and what where its weaknesses are. And I've been going, no, 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 you'll see. It'll wrap up good. It'll be good. And I was wrong. (laughs) This is not good.
3: You could still be right. We have a ninth issue,
2: I guess. I've let me say I've lost my faith. I'm going to read the last issue, but I, I don't feel emotionally invested at all. I
0: am like uh, not I'm not I'm not counting on a ninth inning home run by Tom King. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that I think that he's basically he this is where this is the issue where, you, you know, you show your cards and, you know, the, the the rest of it is all basically they have 22 pages to wrap this up, basically. And um, I guess if you want to wrap it up in some way. But how do you wrap this up? Right. You, you You. what? Either go back in time again and fuck things up even more. Um, and then just make make well, this entire story irrelevant, so, or you basically take Wally West to Iron Heights and uh, and you know put him in in jail. Well, he's. Um, I mean, what's the happy ending to this?
3: He is uh, so like to go back to just like the the plot of the book, this issue specifically. He is the um perpetu- the the perpetrator, the victim, the cause, and the reason for everything. He. Yeah. Is responsible for the data getting out. He is responsible for killing everyone. He is responsible for placing the scene. He's responsible for the red herrings. He's responsible for sanctuary being um, outed. He everything hinges on him, and it's it kind of happens in the eighth of nine issues. Yeah, is this is uh, God? It's just so. It's so. It's so structurally. Fucking frustrating. Like it, it's well, not nothing. I don't know. I like I'm I'm getting mad just thinking about. It. <laughs> well,
0: well look, it, at, it, look at the look at the structures of some of these stories from the past that we all see are classics. The Watchmen. It feels like from beginning to end, there there's a there's a tonal sort of structure to it where once it gets to the end of the story, it feels satisfying because it, it feels like you're reading one big long epic. And I think in the last two books that we've just reviewed, um, it it's failed on a basic level of just maintaining its own consistency um, and and not really not really being an entire story, but rather just a way to to keep, string it along for for I don't know how many months this series has been going on, just so that you can buy the next one and make money. I mean, it it, it just boils it down to the the, the bare basics of just petty. Um, uh, you know shock for shock values sort of sake um it, sort of comic book writing and and publicity that, that seems to be permeating everything do think?
2: i don't know I, I don't know if i would go that far i I do think that tom king was legitimately trying to tell yeah. a a story that deals with certain um themes I just don't think that um, once it's all said and done, it's it's going to have been a success.
3: Yeah, I was going to say part of me actually feels bad. Uh, in a, uh, no, I'll, I'll say it that way. Part of me feels bad that this isn't hitting, uh, hitting for me and is, in my eyes, a bit of a failure because the intent of the story being told is to... Conceptualize PTSD and mental illness within the superhero community, which is something that hasn't really been done very well, at least in the main, in the, in the big two or, mm-hmm. or has been done very haphazardly or almost dangerously. So the intent and the wish desire understanding of these conditions juxtaposed with our four color comic books is such an intriguing idea. I feel bad that this is not working. Yeah. When, when I first heard this he was doing my it, what, what, yeah. what the
2: idea of it was, I was like, oh, right, yeah, yeah, of course they would have to do some sort of counseling or or go talk to somebody and deal with. And I was like, what? I need I? And I'm just like, oh, by now, I'm just like, but
0: little... but but I think it was sold as some counseling or some type of therapy. But we didn't see any therapy. All we saw were confessions as if like that's as if confession is the is the therapy. And it might be one step of the therapy, but it doesn't mean that that like that is all there is and that yeah, there doesn't need to be an active participant in the, on, from the other side.
3: I don't, I don't think I, it was therapy that he was trying to get to. It was damage that he was trying to get to. or just understanding well, damage. Which and that still the, didn't successfully do.
0: I think that's the kind of like core flaw of this whole thing. And I do, I do not mind like the, the disassemblage of characters and heroes. Like um, when Avengers disassembled, I, I really didn't like it that much, but it felt like Bendis was going to stick with it. And then there would be a way to it's not just kicking down sandcastles, but it's also making a new castle after yeah. this one castle is kicked down here. He just show, highlighted the flaws of 10 characters, 10 to 12 characters in the DC universe with no way to for them to redeem themselves. He killed off like eight of them um, you know, and, and he's just highlighting the flaws in this. And at the end of this whole thing, he's broken these characters to, and and some of them to a point of no return. It's like, where, how do you write Wally then? I mean, show that he can come back as a hero from this. Don't just leave him this broken, broken man and, without some type of, uh, way of leaving him so that there's some type of hope in the end.
3: But for all, in, by for the, all the, intents, but, per- yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I completely agree with you. Please finish. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying that. Like, I know
0: there's an yeah, there is an issue left, but I, it just feels like that's an awful lot to um, expect for one issue in, in the next issue. I
3: there's, in, great, you know, bringing, bringing. I, I like what? Two years ago? Three years ago? The rebirth issue? Oh. Him, Bringing him, Wally back. Br- Wally being brought back was like um, a, a a pebble in the in the lake that just was creating all these possible stories and 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 possible futures for the for the DCU. And it was ex- it was an exciting turn of events with you know the, essentially the most exciting for me since you know the New Fifty Two. And this is what they're doing with the character. Not that. A turn is bad, but it's just it feels like such a haphazard unearned turn it's it's, it's genuinely upsets me i don't yeah. think
2: it's unearned I think um a character coming i think this is a this character is ripe for this treatment. I think that him coming back from a a universe where he had a family, a wife who remembered him, he had two children. Um, He had this whole experience of an existence, and then he's brought into this new one where he was legitimately replaced Uh um, and forgotten by everyone. Yeah. And he's still forgotten by his wife, Yeah, and his children have just vanished from existence. I I think setting this character up for this story makes perfect sense, and when we were going into it, I was like, yep, makes sense that he would be at at, um, Sanctuary. Um, And it doesn't even bother me that this is his response to accidentally manslaughter uh, a Mm -hmm. house full of people. None of this bothers me. The problem is story.
0: Well, yeah, I I think that if if they would have had it on the first issue and this would have been the first issue and then it's the road back. I mean, it it, it just feels like certain it feels like certain people um, don't know how to write heroes. You know, they know how to they know how to make them human but just the fact that what made him fight all this time what made him hold back that burst of energy all this time and just to remember that and to remember the fight remember what kind of sacrifices it takes yeah sure acknowledge the bad things that go along with it and try to accept it and try to try to move on from it but it just feels like there's all these like him and both him and batman it's like batman has been He's been sitting there having nightmares for the last eight issues and doing nothing and just sitting and, and reliving certain events and just having nonsensical stories, kind of deconstructing him as well. And it, it just feels like right a heroic person. I mean, look at, at Mr. Miracle. He was kind of just sitting on the couch. You know, he tried to kill himself. He was trying to piece himself back together from that. And I, I, I really think that if we get some distance from Tom King after a while, it just feels like, you know, does he know what a hero is? Does he know how to write heroes? Or is it just that he knows how to destroy these I, these heroic I, icons?
3: I'm not sure I have a response to that, but I, I want to follow up on, J.D., what you were saying. I don't feel that this character's treatment is illogical. I actually think it's incredibly logical. Yeah. It's the execution of this that is... Becoming very upsetting for me. Yeah,
2: no, I agree. That's I think we're like, on, we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do yeah. want to go back to what Mark was saying about. I agree 100. Uh, percent The fact that this is a whodunit mystery story. Mm-hmm. Don't care, don't like it. But like Mark said a minute ago, if this was the first issue of the book, yeah. and then it was us dealing with all of that fallout and like how did we get there and all that other stuff and the redemption arc of that that. I would be way more interested. In yeah, it. imagine
3: if the Justice League knew from jump that Wally killed all these people, and mm-hmm. they don't understand why, and they're looking for him. Yeah, and the slow reveal of 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 this of of his his struggle mm-hmm. is you know the why would just be would have been a great story. But yeah, now I mean, now it's like did a we really that need goes, a,
0: uh, like did we really need a Trag um, issue? Issue following that. Oh, exactly. Right. Spouting poetry. Did we need that? No. Well, you Uh, know what?
3: You know, maybe that, maybe that's just it too. Like, I think we're all forgiving of the act or, or at least understanding of the act of him accidentally murdering all these, sorry, manslaughtering all these people. (laughs) It's, but the, the acrobatics that happen to keep it a secret that are done by both King as the writer and Wally as his, you know, vessel. Yeah. Yeah. Have sullied this character more than just the act of murdering a dozen people. Yeah. Do you know what it's I mean? Sort like, of
0: remind. Yeah, it, it reminds me of like as Saw went on, the Saw series went on. It's like you know he dies in like I don't know in like three. movie number three. He dies but at the end of three. He yeah. has he has like the 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 w- ability to look at the future so much to set up like twelve different movies, like traps, like all you know all hinging on just characters moving one way or another and him anticipating all of this stuff. It just feels like, you know, no one. And I guess maybe a super speedster would be able to do that sort of thing, but it, it doesn't make for an interesting story to see at the end that he uses speed force to do all of this stuff.
3: I thought you were going to use the saw analogy as motivation. Uh, So Uh, here's what I thought you were about to say. The, the first one or two saw movies, the motivation of the, of the killer or jigsaw was yeah. to allow them a chance to redeem themselves and/or yeah. like learn a lesson through struggle. Yeah. But sure. as it went on, it became sadistic and awful. Uh-huh. So like the idea of this beloved character inadvertently killing <laughs> so many people—you um, get that struggle. But then, through the course of stretching it out, yeah. it becomes sadistic and drags his reputation through the mud, despite. Yeah, well, that works too.
1: Like, had he
2: is- just <laughs> stayed there? Had he just called the Justice League and be like, "Hey guys, uh, I done manslaughtered." Uh, or, I feel
3: like, or even just <laughs> ran away, and then all the dead bodies clearly are cause of him. Yeah, the mystery being why would Wally do this mm-hmm. would have been yeah. so much better. Yeah. So
0: and imagine if imagine if he's just in the Speed Force running and he's just going so fast, no one can find him. But only yeah. and, 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 I, I don't know. It just feels like Barry should have been involved in this a little bit more. Than, oh, yeah. He was. Where is he? He um, he he's
3: been he hasn't been around for four or five years. He was hanging years. out with Batman.
0: Yeah. And he oh, yeah. should have been. He should have sensed something with the speed force within him, or at least some kind of speed force residue, maybe around the place. I, I don't know. A good it, point.
3: Just... He thought it was indigestion. <laughs> he did feel it. It's a thing.
2: He fired it, and he was like, "I'm better." Yeah, he was just like, "Oh, that's All either somebody just murdered
3: thirty-five people with the speed force, or I had a bad burrito." Not sure. Yeah. No worries. Well,
2: let's not manslaughter a dead horse. Um, let's yeah. uh, ghost tree number one by some people oh written by bobby kernal with art by simon Gain, and this is an idw book ghost tree um i didn't know what to expect basically the cover here is a person in a shroud like a like a like a a robe with a a one-eyed specter like a mask with one eye on it and uh didn't know where it was headed so turns out it's what are we japan is it japan
0: uh, I think so. Yeah, Japan. He, he mentions Japan earlier. He says uh, some type of Japan, something about Japanese culture.
2: And our main, our main uh, character's name is Brant. This little boy Brant, and he's hanging out with his grandfather Oji Chan. Oji Chan. He. Uh, it, it. It brings us some, I would say, a Miyazaki type feel, where we've got um, some mm-hmm. tree spirit, forest spirits, and the their family. It's revealed has this connection with this ghost tree in the forest behind their house um and uh you know the kid goes away he comes back many years later 10 years later uh, after he promising some nuts after his, yep he eats yeah. nuts on the plane I want
3: to I want to talk about that scene after Well hold then. on yeah.
2: so um yeah the grandfather when he's a little boy says come back and visit me in 10 years 10 years after I've died and the kid's like all right grandpa sure Uh, Totally forgets that he said that and winds up actually coming back 10 years after the grandfather died and uh, a specter leads him into the forest and he sees his grandfather and it's revealed that their family has this, this connection to the ghost tree. Mm -hmm. But the problem with it, the grandfather reveals, which he didn't know at the time, you know, when he told the kid to come back was like, it's kind of like, I would say looking in that mirror in Harry Potter where you spend so long looking at it that you miss out on life. Yeah. So yeah. if you spend the time here talking with ancestors and ghosts and stuff, you're going to be missing out on actual, you know, living and stuff like that. So um, that's sort of the gist of the story.
3: Which,
1: which, so you far. Know, at, so far.
3: At the end of the issue, it's revealed. So this character, this character of Brandt as an adult, um, they make allusions to his father remarrying, uh, I assume, an American. So yeah. he was raised in America. Um, I don't think he's of mixed ethnicity, but either way, he's he's essentially Americanized. Goes back and has all kinds of cultural problems with how he treats life versus yes. how um, how his grandmother wants him to treat. Life. Yeah. Um, also, too, I don't understand this this judgmental peering uh, man on the plane that's staring at him because he accepted the nuts and is opening the nuts.
0: Old men don't like nuts. He's angry. Uh, no,
3: I there's. They spent five panels on this. I it must be something I'm not actually understanding. I think understanding. it's got
2: to be a cultural thing. It has to be a cultural well, yeah, thing. Yeah, right?
0: that's what I think. It's like yeah. old culture and new culture, I guess. Yeah, he's americanized
2: wow. and so I guess he takes the nuts, but I guess he's not supposed to take the nuts and so the- maybe it's un-
0: undignified to eat in to eat in like I don't. either
3: either way it's it, it very quickly establishes that he is a stranger in his ancestral home. Yes. Yeah. So you've got this scenario where um he is is having trouble at home. Um, he finds in his old home. He I guess he I guess it's information about an old girlfriend. Yeah. Even though he's estranged from his wife, and then the very end of the book. Um, so I thought the rules were only you you only talk to your ancestors. But I guess his ex girlfriend shows up who is dead. No, oh. I don't. Is or that is, her is her that her? a sister? So ex girlfriend. yes. I thought it was ex girlfriend because uh, so the everything that's been set up, it it seems like so what it it feels like is that they're setting up a moral dilemma for this character. Do you do you go back and work on your marriage, or do you stay and live in the past with and talk an to ex? the ghost
2: of your ex girlfriend? Which <gasps>
3: because because you have the you know these rose colored glasses of the past and you know the one that got away kind of bullshit.
2: So I did not realize when I read the first issue that all of the ghosts that he's talking to have blue word bubbles. Yeah. And the girl, I thought she was alive and was drawn to the tree by this specter, right? Oh, no, the, guy, the guy we mentioned in the in the cover of the book. Uh, yeah, she's totally dead. And if he, this, is if like this specter ghostly. is
3: pointing her, that means he knew to go get her, almost like he's also need, maybe needs Brandt for something. Uh-huh. There's There's all kinds of interesting things here. However, the... The central conceit of it is emotional, which I dig.
2: Yeah, same here. Mark, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry, buddy.
0: This is like a ghostly Japanese version of High Fidelity.
2: <laughs> sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, it's. Uh, I, I, I didn't dislike it. I, I didn't dislike it, but I, I think that uh, I didn't catch the girlfriend thing. Uh, I, I It was just one too subtle for one. It was like in one panel, Yeah, I guess. no, you're right. Um, and, and I guess the, the ghost does linger over him as he's like talking about Arami. But, um, to me, it felt like this was like a one-off issue where it's like, it was telling you that, that very moral that you mentioned JD about how, um, don't waste your life. Like I did the grand the grandfather's like telling him, don't waste your life. Like I did, because I was looking for something here under this tree and, um, it turns out that I was missing life while I was doing that. And, uh, and I felt like it got to the last panel and then like, it kind of said, okay, well, we got to make a series out of this, not just a one shot. And so they added like the last couple of panels to make it some intrigue. Cause it really felt like I got the end of the, the end of the whole thing when he says I can do that. It's like, that felt like a really kind of like happy, like nice ending to the whole issue. You, do you know what I mean? Like a one shot.
3: I know, um, I, no, I, I agree with you. You're I are not I, wrong. I I almost wish this was uh, maybe an oversized or an OGN because yeah. setting up this kind of dynamic with an X. I, but I guess you guys didn't believe really and get that interpretation right no, away. Um, not until
0: you told me that. Now I'm kind of intrigued by That's
2: that. That's what I mean. I'm totally intrigued, yeah. Yeah.
3: I, I, yeah. I want to know the motivation of this Spectre, but they also, I also want to... It's, it's setting up a impossible dilemma for a very confused man. Yeah. So, which yeah. is interesting and this, and
2: this is a story that I'm interested in reading. I have personally been that this this main character where I am stuck remembering and and talking to the ghosts of my past and not focusing on the now uh and the fact that it's an ex girlfriend is even more potent for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a very hard time getting over a breakup for for a couple of years there and it, it really affected way. my you know, my current attempts at relationships. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. now that I know that she is a dead, dead ex-girlfriend, a ghost, I am way more interested in this. Um, and I'm definitely going to read the second issue. I do
3: wonder if this, this is... has, do you guys, do you guys want to keep going with this on the, like, at least the second guys... issue? Yeah. yeah. It's probably I would like to talk about the four, second issue. four issues. That's what yeah, I, that's I'll what I mean. Like, I wonder what the run of this is like, because this is, this is a incredibly rich, um, plot mm-hmm. thus far. Sure but I don't think it's episodic. Right. So I want to see how they address the second issue and the third issue or or whatever, because like I said, I think this might, maybe it's a short story or an OGN, Mm -hmm. but episodic issues. I'm not sure if that's the right format for it. It'd be interesting to kind of see.
0: It doesn't say anywhere if it's a one first, like a, just, yeah, I, I imagine it's a mini series, but I don't know if it's a long one or a short one or whatever. I'm,
2: um, I'm gonna say now. I hope that it's a short one.
3: I do too. I, these I, usually, I these things are usually short, uh, more poignant someone. when they're shorter. Uh, that's not what she said. <laughs> <Hey-o>. <laughs>
2: Good.
3: It's Good. Much more poignant. Um, I think the next thing that we should talk about is by request.
2: So Pink Apocalypse had written us in several, maybe a month or two ago, um, and thank you so much. And she recommended, uh, requested that we talk about Star Trek Year 5 Number 1, which is a continuation. I did not know this, so I'm telling the people out there who also may not know this. The original Star Trek series on television was four seasons. And so this is kind of like they were doing with Buffy and Angel. They were continuing in comic book form, the serialized format of the show. And so here we have Star Trek Season 5, Year 5, by Jackson Lansing. Colin Kelly are the writers. And then the artist is Stephen Thompson. Now, I let Pink know I have not watched a single old-school episode of Star Trek. I have only watched maybe one full episode of The Next Generation. I have seen the new films don't care that much. So I'm not the person to talk about this.
3: I will know. Honestly, I think before we attach to attack this issue, we should all like reveal our Trekiness? depth of knowledge yeah, or my Trek knowledge.
2: On, on a one to five, my Trek is a point 0.5.
3: Okay. What about you, Mark?
0: My Trek foo is probably about a two. Okay. Um, I've watched episodes that have been entertained by episodes. I've watched movies that have been entertained by movies. Um, I've I've watched the new movies. Uh, I know the characters. I know the the lingo and everything. But I'm not a a, a, a trekkie by any means um, at
2: all. No. So, what's your what's I've, your?
3: I feel like my level of trekkiness uh, is maybe a two point five or a three. Okay. I have never watched an entire series start to finish, but I've watched so many collective episodes and just gleaned information. I've seen every single movie. Uh, i've i've always sampled everything that's new whether i stuck with it or not so i i have an affinity or a fondness for these characters but when it gets to the point of like um knowing the entirety of the continuity over the course of five different tv series and Mm -hmm. every single season and and really getting into the nitty-gritty and calling out people's names i not so much I, i stutter and fall down
2: so mark did you read this issue Yeah, Great. Can you tell me, so all of the stuff that Noel just said about the past and all that sort of stuff, uh, knowing all of the ins and outs of the Trek universe, is that necessary to jump onto this number one issue of Year 5? Uh, Or do you feel like...
0: I think you have to have a vague knowledge in order to appreciate some of the things that's going on in here. I think that that, the guys that wrote this, I don't know who these guys are Mm -hmm. or if they're like... but this is, is this from, like, an unpublished season? Is I, that what it is? I or, think it's
3: fresh. Oh, it is? Okay. I yeah, I well, think that's, it's just...
0: So it's just saying, like... This isn't like a lost, like something they found in the Roddenberry attic or something.
3: My my impression of this is think of of how they are now approaching the Star Wars comics. So Jason Aaron's first series was, hey, this is that downtime between uh, Star Wars and Empire that you didn't really see. So like playing with the toys in this small window of opportunity, but then they're always going to go back to that first movie kind of thing
0: which is cool, which is, I mean, yeah. I'm totally fine with that, but, um, and it, it this feels like a regular, um, all, like Spock acts like Spock. We get a bones, we get a, a couple of bones quips that are, are the go-to bones stuff. You know, Kirk is, Kirk's got the pauses. He's mm-hmm. got the dramatic poses. Um, he's sitting in the, uh, even at the very beginning, you know, I, I like the, that whole soliloquy he oh,
3: does. Yeah, this There's, first, this first it, page is amazing.
0: Yeah, I thought the first page was really good. Second page was really good. I thought I really liked the giant um splash there. Um and I, I feel that the, the characteristics between the two are great. I like that the little kind of side talk um that you usually didn't see. Mm-hmm. Um uh, between Chekhov and Sulu, there he was like, "That was a very long walk to get down on a very short pier." And he goes, "It's Spock, Babel. If you want brevity, talk to a Klingon." <laughs> and it's like stuff like that. It's it's like they're the the Stetler and Waldorf of yep. this like <laughs> yep. all this dramatics that are going on. Which it would have been funny if the old series would have done that a little bit more. Um, but uh, you know, it, it, to me, it's still Star Trek, and I've always been just a little bored with Star Trek. I mm-hmm. think it it used to get a little too technical. Um, like my eyes were glazing over as soon as Spock started spouting oh about. God. Yeah, that's, the, that's that whole. Ouro that's Barista the biggest
3: stuff. weak point of this entire. I know it's on point for the character. Yeah, there's literally an entire seventeen paragraphs over one page of excessive word balloons explaining the entire physical mechanics of the impossible science thing they're about to do. And I feel yeah. like the writers were just like, let's get this shit over with. Just, just
2: yeah. throw it all out so, there. um, I was flipping through the issue and I was like, Oh, maybe I'll read this. And I, I open it up and I go, Oh, this looks really nice. This art is really nice. I, I like this a lot. Technically it's very uh, proficient. And, uh, Noel goes, wait till you get to page three. Well, no, I was just <laughs> like, awesome.
3: Awesome. Oh if my God. You can get past this. Good luck. Yeah. You might like the rest. Yeah. So it's, I it's
2: a,
0: it's a huge speed bump at the beginning.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I Googled um uh, the release and it says um Star Trek Year Five will feature a succession of creators, including writers Brandon Easton, Jody Hauser, and Jim McCann. Uh oh, according Jim to McCann, Lansing, nice. year five great. yeah he is. What? Jimmy Cannon is great. Cool. Yeah. Uh, year five is a vital, hard-hitting, character-focused look at Captain Kirk on his last year in command. Star Trek year five will have huge ripple effects from the outbreak of war in the Alpha Quadrant to an unprecedented strain of trust with Spock. will turn a mirror on modern society just as the original television series did in the 60s and go boldly towards meaningful, heartfelt stories. So there you go. So,
3: um, I'm, I'm going to skip ahead. I really liked this issue a lot. Cool. Um, it reminded me, so um you asked, you asked mark if, if somebody could jump into this, not really having any any real deep trek knowledge. I think at this point in our time, um, pop culture understanding of Captain Kirk is more than enough, because it yeah. hits those broad strokes. Now, what this did, because that's that's what we live with, you know, like everyone's got a a, a Captain Kirk impression, right it's It's essentially Christopher Walken. but what yeah. those glaze over? are why this character is so endearing he is he's the same kind of braggadocious should be an asshole that tony stark is but for some reason he has the charm and moxie to just kind of get it done anyway and you it's it's the most appealing thing to watch so i loved the majority of this issue i loved how it started i loved the middle on that one speed bump as soon as you get past it i really really dug this
1: a lot
0: I like the scene between um, Bones and Kirk when he finds out that he's the named an admiral. Yes. Um, I think it gets on a really cool, cool subject where Kirk is a thrill seeker. He is—he's uh, a person that just likes the adventure. He likes to go boldly where no one has gone before, and uh, um, and the the thought of him going like docking the Enterprise and actually going back and having a desk job—it's—it's it's the it's the one thing that he would never want to do he's that guy that just constantly wants to be out in the stars or he's the sailor who constantly wants to be out of the ocean even mm-hmm. though he's long he's long um obsolete in what he knows and what he does um it's it's almost like you know i could totally have seen this like him <laughs> ransacking the ship or, or hijacking the ship and like going into like this lost in space scenarios where he just <laughs> he just goes out there just so that he can continue these adventures almost um yeah, like and
3: every iteration of the character has kind of held that too where he he fights leadership because he wants to maintain an autonomy of his of his drive yeah. right yeah yeah i
0: think i think fans of this no I, I i think the the diehard fans probably would look at something and say oh no this this light on the console was supposed to be blue, not green, or mm-hmm. something like that. But um, I think people who are casual fans, people who are looking for like that reason why uh, Star Trek is so appealing, I think they'll find a lot in this in, in this story.
3: A a, a it, couple a couple of things that I I kind of want to note before we dig even for, I, JD, if you're he's reading. Are it you me. reading it? Oh, yeah. he is. Okay, he's not.
2: No, I'm scrolling through Facebook. I tuned out um this does so i don't care about so star trek. a lot
3: a lot of times when it comes to um uh properties actually you know what i'm going to Proper- stop
2: you right there uh my reaction right now to what is happening here is my exact response to star trek always uh, <laughs> i will give it a shot i'll i'll be like i want to give this, i'm going to try this out and then i will scroll through facebook instead of paying attention <laughs> so continue Noel. all right
3: so uh, this this does what a lot of uh this doesn't do what a lot of um fr- uh, uh licensed property books does where the art is art in and of itself. Like the, um, these, they have likenesses to the actors that portray them, but it's not like traced and really distracting. Um, there's a couple of panels in here, especially the scene that you pointed out where bones and and Kirk are actually talking about his fears uh, Kirk's essential fears of like stopping adventuring. Right. There's a couple of, there's this nine panel grid where the artist even captures a lot of William yeah. Shatner's mannerisms, and it's not <laughs> yeah, distracting. The, it's actu- it's actually adorable. Like the yeah. the the you you know which panel I'm talking about. It's like the fourth panel, yeah. third, the second row. It's yeah. it it's got it his hands felt, out in front of him. He's
0: shrugging. And it he's, feels he's more real yeah.
3: than like in in context. It feels more real than just like photo referencing and tracing yeah. a screenshot of him doing it. Like it's yeah. this is a really this is an impressive book. I was I was actually surprised. I, I'm. Not a very big old school Trek fan, and and I liked it. Me neither.
0: Me neither. I liked it too. Uh, I, I think it's a it's a fun series. Uh, I, I I definitely think Star Trek fans are going to like it. I also um, the mon- the monster is also simple. It it also like kind of is evocative of of the time it was made. So mm-hmm. it's like you know he's a crystal creature, and most likely if it were done now, it'd be CGI. But I could totally see that be kind of like a puppet sort of thing mm-hmm. that. Sort of moves around in the uh, you know, it, it, like done with like special effects back then mm-hmm. a little bit. So, um,
3: so yeah, no, it's and and also too, the um the quandary that they place or that they they set up is not necessarily creature based. Like there's yeah. a creature involved, but it's it's still focused on these people, especially Kirk being like, in hindsight, this is the worst decision I'll I'll ever make. Like like yeah. you you get to. You kind of get the the, the hindsight of his decision making in the moment, which is which is great. It's really fun. This I would positively compare this to how Jason Aaron approached the Star Wars books.
1: Sure. sure. Like
3: maintaining the, the tonality, the true to the characters, but kind of, you know, giving it a little bit of a of a, a new guitar riff and going from there. This this is cool. I like this a lot. Thank you, Pink Apocalypse. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like
0: that. Kind of like that guitar riff that uh, every time Aquaman comes on screen, it's like. Yeah,
1: this honestly,
3: the only thing that this book is missing is more hair flips.
0: Yeah. Um, Also, I just want to point out that um, of the three of us, Noel and I read the issue Pink. Uh, you know, <laughs> just because uh, and JD, who you like so much, uh, did not. So, just, Wait, just pointing that out there. I don't know if she, she's
3: gone on record of hating me yet. I think no, it's right. just you. You know what? You she know what? You? I
2: didn't. Here we go. I didn't actually finish her email.
3: Oh,
0: uh, am it
2: to I'm gonna read the rest of Pink's email since you had to take it there. All um, right. P.S., she says, <laughs> I'm expecting. Miller to automatically contrarian any opinion I have. It's too frustrating to listen to him do so and not be able to rebuttal. Mostly I just tune out and daydream about delicious soups. Don't, I don't listen to him when he poo poos my thoughts. Oh, stop uh, calling
0: me. That's, that's her, that's our love words. She calls me delicious soups.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I want to know.
3: I mean, I was going to ask if, like, in a follow up email, hopefully you respond to us taking your request. uh, creamy or broth based? What is your favorite? <laughs> oh wow, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I have I have a favorite, but I'd like to know hers. Chunky. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> is that all of the books that we do? Um, uh, I think we now? missed one.
0: Which one? Uh, Age of X Men.
3: <laughs> oh, let's let's talk about the extremists, real quick. Real quick.
2: All right, so yeah, set it up. Issue yeah, number
3: three, it. Age of X Men: Extremists. I kind of dig this book now. Written by. Uh, Leah Williams. Leah Williams and Georges Janty. Uh, Georges Janty the, as the
2: artist.
0: The can I point out, can I just say something? I'll be repeating it. Too, it's going to
3: be a pee-pee joke, isn't
0: it? It's just the fact that on the cover of this book, it looks like there should be a thing that just says, Betsy helps Fred find his penis. I
1: knew
3: it. I knew it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I knew it. So, um, look, it's about. like a so,
0: big belly is hanging it's, way
3: low. I don't remember. And if, it's just... I don't oh, I don't God. remember if we quickly talked about the second issue. I think I forced JD to talk about it cuz I dug I dug the the emotional maturity and and evolution of the blob and and Betsy's reaction to her to him like crawling across the table. This issue kind of goes it digs in even harder with half of this ex district department X team being awful people and uh Betsy seeming to kind of flirt with the idea of learning more about how life used to be almost um,
0: feel like she's doing it just to torture Fred so part but... of me
3: thinks that too but then the other part of me is he keeps surprising her so she the, the, the very beginning when she like you know crawls across the table and is just like does it still hurt he's like yep oh okay and then she leaves and I'm just like let's it's being a jerk yeah um, but as it progresses it's almost like his his motivations are so pure even though they are quote-unquote impure in this world that it still starts to turn her and surprise her and she won't erase any of it so it's like i I really really like this subtle like evolution of it now the way that that it all turns out in this issue of you know this moneta being a dumbass and them accidentally hurting a bunch of you know student (sighs) mutants and all this stuff and then the end of it with Betsy saying thank you with a weird face, I, like it's starting to make me think something is suspect and I don't get it. Yeah. But I, I still don't really like this relationship kind of where it's going.
0: This, this issue kind of lost me when they did that whole closer quote, um, the, the hard is a muscle, the size of your fist, uh, you know, it, it's, <laughs> I, I don't know. It just, it was like, Oh God, you know, it, it just felt very, especially like, uh, you know, it's not even an obscure quote that much, but it just feels like, it feels like, okay, you've been waiting to use that line somewhere. And
3: I really, I really liked Betsy's, um, so i'm not i'm not up to snuff on her convoluted origin and body swapping and all kinds of craziness like i just yeah. don't, i don't really know all that deep x-men mythology but the way that the writers of cho- or the writer chose to kind of talk through her insecurities with that this story that she tells about a memory that she thinks is real cuz it hurts so much of of well, just body dysmorphia but but taking it to the extent of like you know a mutant character that can remove consciousness and put it someplace else it just it it gave it a different layer of like oh okay like that was it's genuinely interesting and maybe i have a low bar for this series because it's i hate it like i I mean age of x-men altogether something that fascinates me in the middle of it is just i i feel like calling out
0: This is uh, one of the more interesting relationships in, or like, sort of conflicts in this whole thing. But it's not very good. I mean, still, still not very good. I mean, I'm sticking with it. All huh?
3: Like I yeah, like I like I agree with you. It's 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 almost like a low bar. Yeah, this is the only thing that's kind of keeping my interest because it's different enough. But it's honestly, it's a low bar. These five series of friggin' six issues each or whatever. It's just. I, yeah. All right.
2: All right, I'm back. I'm it's back. been
0: it, it, it's just just it's been a struggle trying to read all of these. I, and I've been reading them every week along with you guys and, and listening I, oh, not and, you and guys. Ag- i
1: uh I gave up. Oh, I,
0: gave up. I, I up. agree. Well, I have agreed with you, Noel. I think that um <laughs> this is way too long, way too overblown. They're they're again repeating themselves as we are repeating ourselves every week. Um, just basically using the same theme in each book is just not uh, you know that's that's not how you do a, a crossover so yeah
1: yeah
3: are we done can, can i we think leave? so i we don't need to talk about next uh, gen fucking or the amazing Nightcrawler.
2: Age, age of get the fuck out of here Bored no, Ass no. shit all right thank you so much for joining us you know what guys out there listening and gals and and uh <laughs> nine binary binaries whatever whatever you're you're doing email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of this week's books. If you thought that there was a book out there that uh, was the best book of the week and we totally missed it, email us that. You could also tweet us this information. Uh, You can find me at jd's hero complex on Twitter. Uh, You can also donate to the show by going to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. You can find Noel on Twitter at Mr. Bartocci. True story. And you can find Mark at
3: uh i
0: yes mark underscore l underscore miller i'm also at uh ml miller writes um i'm also at comic Um, i just have one tiny two tiny things to say at the very end here
1: yeah
0: is that all right? um aftershock put out this this uh original graphic novel by zach thompson uh who was part of the whole dregs the dregs who wrote that a while back um And, uh, it's called The Replacer, and I'm the only one that read it this week, but I really would recommend it to people who are like old school horror fans. Um, it's, it's basically about a kid whose dad has a stroke, and his, him and his dad would watch old horror movies. And so his, the kid kind of believes that, uh, the dad is possessed by a devil, and he's using all these old horror movies to try to cure his dad. Meanwhile, while he's trying to just cope with the fact that his dad had a stroke. It's a really personal, dark story that um, it really goes places that um, it's going to take it takes you to really uncomfortable places. I I just think that's a really strong uh, horror entry. Um, It's a one and done, just a 90 page graphic novel. And it goes by pretty quick. And it's Um, called The Replacers. the, The Replacer just the replacer singular. yeah it's like an OGN from Aftershock nice and uh, the the second thing is uh, I was at the Gem City Comic Con this last weekend and I had a good time and I met a bunch of people and a lot of really good people just kind of walking around it was good to be back in Ohio and kind of talking to Ohioans and stuff like that it was cool it was in Dayton Ohio and uh, I tabled with uh, my buddy Chris Charlton who's a really awesome writer and um, down the way was Brian Level who is a, a buddy of both of ours and brian works for marvel but he also does a lot of other stuff he's a he's gonna be he's gonna be i mean he's already a pretty big name in comics but he's gonna be much bigger here in the next year he's got a cool series coming out um and uh it was just a lot of fun to catch up with them and and, uh we did a drink and draw um even though i'm not ai am not really an artist but I, i had fun doing that and so it was a it was a it was a blast of a weekend this last past weekend And i wanted to thank gem city for inviting me to come
2: nice
3: very nice very nice
2: all right thank you so much to everyone for joining us and we will talk at you later bye. bye
1: thanks so
3: much for listening to spoiler alert check out all our shows including the cannibal horror cast where we review classic and contemporary horror oh it's so spooky and gutter talk with the black Tribbles. Recorded live every week
2: at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Um, so here we are. We're back. Hey, real quick before we begin, did you see Endgame, Mark?
0: I sure did.
2: Oh, okay. Do you want to do a real quick? How would you think? Uh,
0: yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I think it. It. I mean. People were saying it stands alone, but I think if anyone goes into it without any prior knowledge to at least Avengers... Wait a minute. Who uh, said it stands be...
2: alone? It very much does I not stand alone. I saw, some,
0: I saw some like reviews saying it's his own, it's, its own movie and it kind of stands alone. It definitely is a different tone of a movie. I was going to say totally
3: um, and thematically it stands
0: sure, alone, but yeah, it is but it's, a continuation. I, I thought you were saying yeah. that
2: someone could just go in and watch this movie. With yeah. No <laughs> you no prior. can't just
0: come in there and then like all of a sudden... I mean, are we spoiling or are we not? No, we're, we're not spoiling. Not? No, no, no. But, no we have okay. a
2: spoiler review... Of uh, the episode yeah. before this episode on the feed that you're listening to this on, though, we did do yeah. a full hour
1: review.
0: Yeah. And I'm not I don't want to spoil anything. But, um, yeah, I, I, I laughed and cried and laughed and cried and laughed and cried. And, mm-hmm. and I, it was I, I ended up seeing it at um, a really late show on Thursday. Um, and, uh, and we just I didn't know I was going to be going that night. But then we just got tickets for the last minute and didn't get out until like three o'clock. But um, I was like kind of buzzing from yeah. it. I, I couldn't get to sleep afterwards and I just right now I'm just, I'm still kind of buzzing from it and I, I've, I'm, uh, I'm in Ohio right now, but as soon as I get back to, to Chicago, I'm going to go see it again. So, um, yeah, it's, I'm really looking forward to seeing it again, just so that I can, I don't know, either keep the buzz going or or just kind of find a way to get this buzz off.
3: Well, as, <laughs> as someone that's seen it twice now, it's, it's, uh, it's it is it's like chasing a dragon that first time seeing it it really was mm-hmm. it was really visceral and it was oh. like really exciting the second yeah. time doesn't feel like that but it's in a way almost better because you s- notice the subtleties that yes. they accomplished yeah like in between the squeeze mm-hmm. like the little squee of excitement there was these yeah. these wonderful little like subtleties or 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 backhanded like references that are made that i didn't notice in exactly. my excitement yeah. before so the second time wasn't as quote unquote exciting but it was it was almost just as or more fulfilling in a different way so
2: I can't wait for you to see it again I concur doctor